Welcome to episode 574 of the PS Nation podcast. Uh, Michael should have already rebooted, so hopefully we'll be all good. And um, maybe we can hear Josh this week. What? Can you hear me? You're such a dick when you do that. <laughs> what? I swear when you join Skype, you talk quiet on purpose. What? He builds up. He builds up slowly. <laughs> and then towards the end, he's just what? booming. Hey, but then, hey, what? hey, hey, how you doing? I'm here, right? You making can hear people, me, right? Making people mess with their volume knob as they're like, is he talking? Is he not talking? Uh, the other quiet one you heard over there is Michael Swick. I have opinions on video games. Oh, That's boy. my intro now. Oh, jeez. Great. <laughs> right. Working on Classic. that all week, weren't you? Oh, yeah. fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> I, I have. How many times has he said he has a catchphrase now? We need a, a catchphrase counter. Yeah, how many episodes have we done? That's how many catchphrase counters you have. <laughs> you have a little tally mark? Like, do you make little marks on the my wall? My actual catchphrase is, oh shit, my computer's going to crash. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I know that, that I need to get ready to yeah, edit. That's when I have to pay attention when I'm editing. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a good one. That I believe. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, do you have that backup All right, going? So, I do. Okay. The Swick, the, the Swick backup? Yep. Uh-huh. All right, let's get into the nuts and bolts. All right, so you found the podcast. Thank you so much for listening, downloading, streaming, whatever you're doing. Thank you so much for the people that left reviews. Although you, some of you said you like wrestling, so I still kind of hate you. Um, <laughs> Give the people what they want. But we didn't get to five. We didn't get to five, so the, it starts over. It's not cumulative. So you need five new ones. Oh, damn it. Wait, no, is it five until they listen? Because, you know... Eh, you know? It's five before we record. Shit. You're not at five. We're at four. You got <laughs> and I didn't see. I didn't see any like second MJCs either. So no, no, I I, I messed up by saying that. <laughs> we got um, one from right, so, Casey. I don't know who that is. Ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, like we said, you uh, you can use um, iTunes, Podcast Attic, um, Google Play. Uh, any of those podcast uh, apps you use, or you can just go to psnation.com and uh, subscribe to the direct RSS feed. Um, you can use Stitcher as well to stream your podcast. Please, like we were just half joking but half serious, leave us some reviews, whatever you think, uh, X amount of stars, hopefully it's a lot. Uh, write a little blurb about what you like. So thank you again to the people that did leave reviews this week. That was probably a half a dozen um, that we had there, so we appreciate that. Uh, while you're at psnation.com, if you want to send us an email, it's on the left side of the page, podcast at psnation.com. Um, you can send you send us that email, or you can also use uh, hashtag AskPSNation um, on Twitter and Facebook, um, as well as you could leave us a voicemail on Skype. I still either need to change it to mine to figure out if mine can take voicemails, or bother Glenn and see if there's any there other than from Plat- Platinum Clapton. But uh, the Skype email is wdt-torgo. So again, uh, on the psnation.com, you have the forums. You can go to the forums. There's um, a feed in there of deal a deal thread. There's a feed in there of what you're watching, what you're reading. Um, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on there. There's a shout box so you guys can conversate. There was a little Infinity War talk. There's been some Far Cry talk. Um, you know, people not liking the ending or talking about the endings and stuff like that. Um, and then you can also give us a like over at facebook.com/psnationpage. Plenty of you have been very active on Facebook the last couple of weeks, and we're very appreciative of it. Um, it's been kind of interesting. It's almost like it's Facebook is almost becoming a little bit more active than our Twitter. So it's really cool. Speaking of Twitter, PS Nation, um, at PS Nation on Twitter. Um, and you can also follow Josh, at PJF Josh. 
You can follow Michael at the first MJC one ST, and you can follow myself at the Destiny Dave. And I will live up to that name this week because I will be playing Warmind and I will be sharing screenshots of all the cool stuff I get, even though it probably only lasts like two weeks. <laughs> Dave's fashion. Show. Um, <laughs> Um, you can support us by using the affiliate links. There are plenty of affiliate links on our page there. You click on the affiliate link page, you'll see a list of stuff. Walmart, Target, Best Buy, anywhere you're going to buy any of that stuff. Um, just click on one of those links. It'll take you to the website just like normal. And then you can make your purchases and we get a small kickback from you making that purchase for you, us sending you there. And we appreciate everybody that uses those affiliate links. Thank you very much. Um, Zazzle.com uh, slash PS Nation. I was putzing around on there this week trying to get a shirt. Because I don't have a PS Nation shirt. Um, <gasps> I think I should at least wear one to like the press conference when I go to E3 or something. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> trying to figure out what that is. And the 10-year shirts are still there. Oh, shit. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Where is uh, my wrestling-style shirt? I just want to know. I need to call out to the community. I need a wrestling-themed T-shirt. <laughs> I have ideas for that down the road. But we'll see how that goes. So. Uh, our video services twitch.tv slash ps nation where we are an affiliated twitch channel if you have amazon prime you can link amazon prime to twitch prime you get a bunch of cool pc games for free um and you also can get a free twitch sub to a channel a streamer channel of your choice hopefully you choose us if you do we would greatly appreciate it if you haven't checked in the last 30 days please check because your twitch primes do not auto renew We've been doing very well on Twitch the last couple of months, and I again, I appreciate that. Everybody's doing their part in helping us, and it's great, um, and it's more income for stuff for us to, you know, we don't have to feed Emra this year, so we might actually be able to get a little bit more groceries at E3, um, you know, but, you know, Josh drinks a lot of, like, high-end juices, I heard, but since he doesn't drink pop, um, soda, whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, water. <laughs> I hear that's um, good. Water? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's pretty decent. Um, and then we also have youtube.com slash PS Nation, where Michael claims that he's going to put God, Spyro videos up. Editing and I seen videos is difficult, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to call out mode of just messing with people tonight. So, All right. So time for Josh to actually do some real work just instead of just copying and pasting links. So we have new releases for the date of? Uh, next week. <laughs> the 15th, <laughs> I believe. Yes. Uh, so these are games you can buy your mom for Mother's Tuesday, Day. Tuesday, May 15th. It's the first game is that's a mother's game completely. <laughs> first game is Hitman Definitive Edition for fifty nine ninety nine. It is rated M. So Square for Enix <laughs> Square Enix was the original publisher on this, but Warner Brothers Interactive is actually publishing the definitive edition for whatever reason. Uh, IO Interactive is the developer, of course. This includes all the episodes and locations from Hitman Season 1, the Patient Zero bonus campaign, the Game of the Year content, as well as all of the Escalation contracts, feature contracts, and challenge packs. Pretty much everything that came out. So the the Langford approved edition? Pretty much, yes. This is the one you wait for. (laughs) Pretty much. Not not quite. Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> this is this is the one you wait for and you spend your money on. Usually though, these these tend to be about ten to fifteen bucks cheaper or twenty bucks cheaper. But they're they're going full price on this. Yeah, one. but this is like every everything. It is like, everything. This looks, sounds yes. like it's truly every everything. Yes, so it is. So there's that. But hey, uh, no. To support my theory, here comes uh, Dragon 
Dragon's Crown Pro Standard Edition for forty nine ninety nine. Um, this was a game that was released on PS three and Vita, so this is a uh, the sort of updated version of it. So forty nine ninety nine. It's uh, rated T. This is published by Atlas. It was developed by Vanillaware. This version includes uh, refined artwork and four K support. A newly recorded soundtrack with a live orchestra, English and Japanese voice options for the first time, along with text localization in French, Italian, German, and Spanish for our European friends over there. It's, this version includes all the patches, features, and DLC from the original, and the most awesome part, it allows for cross-play and cross-save with the PS3 and Vita versions. So if you have those, oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> I love that. So you could have you could have bought it on PS3 or Vita and then you just want to see what it looks like or play it on the PS4 because you haven't played it in a while and you could just buy it and then your save is right there. Yeah. That's cool. Do your cross save and you're all good. So the interesting thing though, well, I mean there okay, so there's a standard edition 49.99 and then there's also a battle hardened edition for 49.99. So that I thought he listed the price wrong. No, they are the exact same price. We saw this with a game a couple weeks ago, didn't we? Yeah. The Yakuza uh, game had a Yakuza. bunch of different editions, but they're all the yeah. same price. Yep. Uh two, I believe. Yeah. Uh <laughs> so. That's a bunch, okay? <laughs> So, We're all going to um, be feisty tonight. Let's 40, go. Let's go. <laughs> 49.99. Uh this one the only difference here is this includes seven skill cards representing the six different classes plus the common skills and what they're calling a metal case. I I don't know if they they're afraid to call it a steel book, <laughs> but I'm assuming it's essentially a steel book. Maybe it's shitty. They're being shitties. more honest about is it made of steel? They're just yeah. it's some. If they were going to be honest. It'd be a tin foil. Well, case. those steel books that you can dent and and bang real easily, right? Yep. Um, but my my King Kong 3D steel book from Best Buy, which has a huge freaking dent in the back of it. Uh, but that was uh, that wasn't like I could exchange that. They they got like two copies in the entire U.S. Uh, at at Ugh. Best Buy for that damn thing. Uh, so that's the only difference, really. Um, so if you want those skill cards and the metal case, uh, it's the same price. So it's up to you. Uh, and we should have a review of that shortly once Andy gets under uh, from dug out from under his pile of games that he's playing. <laughs> but I. Th- I know he's got he's a little buried like all of us are, but he does have that game. Yes. And this next one we do already have a review on PS Nation. It's what? actually been up for a month uh because this came out in Europe last month. This is the Thrustmaster BT LED display add-on for 169.99. I didn't think it was going to cost that much. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. Totally, yeah, man. Considering what anything. it is. Yeah. So, all right. So, so BT LED display. It's a Bluetooth LED display. It's a little tiny thing. It's compatible with a number of wheels. And at the moment, uh, F1 2017, uh, WRC 7, Dirt 4, Project Cars 2, and Gravel. So as far as I know, the last time I checked, it's compatible with five games currently. Mm. Uh, So it 
it's a little display thing that connects to your console and and the wheel and everything and and the game. Uh, I didn't think it connected though. I thought it had to kind of just sit there. No, no, through Bluetooth is what I'm saying. Oh, connect through Bluetooth. I'm sorry. I was thinking physically connecting to the wheel. It connects through Bluetooth. Now you can run it with battery or depending on the wheel setup, apparently from what Chaz said in his review, you can run power through it as well. Um, okay. The thing is, it it doesn't really hook on to any wheels. Um, if you have like a stand or a custom stand that it's built onto, there's some threading in the back where you can run screws into it and kind of hook it onto a stand. Um, but otherwise, Chaz just had it like down by his TV so he could glance down at it and it was kind of in his eyesight. Um, but what it is, it's it's like a little display that it the center of the display will show you your gear that you're in and the left and right of the display. I think you can customize them to like your lap number, uh, your speed, your time, uh, things like that. Um, so that's pretty much what it does. Like there's LEDs on the top and bottom that that'll show your tachometer and your warning lights. Um, but that's what it is. It's, I guess so you can take all that off the screen. I was going to say, I don't play a lot of racing games, but isn't that all the information that's on the it HUD? It is. <laughs> it is, but then this is... <laughs> but, and if, but is that the information that's on the HUD when you do like the hood camera? Like when you do the camera on the hood of the car? Yeah, well, all all that should be on... Yeah, all that is on your HUD. Um, is it in the upper left-hand corner? Like well, it you're depends in place on 406 the game. and you're on lap 12. No, it yeah. depends on the game, okay. but... Um, but I always play in car if I can. And all of that is on your dashboard. dashboard. (laughs) So, I mean, it's, it's there on my screen is my dashboard. Like I was driving. Um, it's a neat idea. I mean, Chaz really seemed to be taken with it. If, if you're interested in this, check out his review. Um, he, he liked it a lot. So I, I, Personally, I don't really understand the need for it, especially at 170 bucks, when all that information is literally right there on your screen. And I guess for immersion's sake, but if you're in the in-car camera, you're looking down at your dash and all that information is there. It should be. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, but that's it. That's... Everything that's coming out for the PS4 physically next week that we are aware of. Disclaimer, disclaimer. <laughs> All right. Um, very little news this week. So, MJC, do you want to hear the first yes. one? Yes. Uh, the first news story we have is Death Road to Canada has a new release date set, which is actually uh, this week. It's coming out uh, May 8th. Um, and the reason I brought this up is because originally they were going to release for April 25th. And days before that release date, there was a tragic like terrorist attack in Toronto mm. where someone yeah. drove her car through a crowd. So the developer and publisher reacted and realized a game named Death Road to Canada during that event would be kind of like poor timing and uh, people might misunderstand the game for being in poor taste because of the title so they 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 wisely moved the release date to an unknown time and then uh last week they announced that it will be may 8th they'll release the game death road to canada 
and they're not going to change the name. Uh, there was rumors that they were looking to change the name, but they can't because it's just way too late because they were ready to release the game. Everything's done. They can't go back and change the name. Uh, Death Road to Canada is a... Um, it's like a pixel pixel game. It's a roguelike um, RPG where uh, the zombies, uh, zombies have taken over the world, and there's rumors that Canada is a safe haven. So you're on a road trip from Florida to Canada battling zombies hoping to find a safe haven. Uh, check out the, the website trailer for it. looks really fun. Uh, the reason I wanted to put this new story up is because I kind of feel bad for the developers. Yeah. Just because... It's just terrible. Yeah, like just a, a terrible tragedy around the same time you're releasing your project you've been working on for years. Yeah. And, and it has nothing to do with you know the horrible thing that happened in Toronto. But it's just that the name is just, especially in, you know, people would see that release two days later after what happened and then be like, what is this? Are they trying to be funny? So I I figured it would be a good thing to tell people like, hey, this game's coming out because it could easily get missed. And then because of what happened, you know, it's just it's unfortunate for like everybody involved. So hopefully now the this developer will be able to get away from that a little bit and then release their game and people will be able to see it. That sucks. Well, but that's good. That's coming soon. Um, so actually, can I sidetrack us? Yeah, go for it <laughs> for mm-hmm. a second. So no, um, on a I similar note, keeper, Dave, on a, <laughs> <Shut it. laughs> on a similar note. So I, I just happened to wear my greatest American hero shirt today. Um, which I've had forever. Now, I was telling my mom, because my mom is here, I said, the first time I wore this, when Lou saw it, I walked into the room and she looked at I, I probably told this on the podcast already, but I, I walked into the room and she looked at me and she said, hey, Malcolm in the middle. And I I was like, what? What? I, what? Because then my brain is trying to figure this out, trying to piece it together. Like, I've never seen Malcolm in the middle they're completely different eras. Uh, maybe there was a show where he was wearing this or he was into it or something. I don't, and I was baffled and I said, what the fuck are you talking about? And she said, that symbol, that means middle. I'm like, what? Wait, this on my chest, this symbol, like the greatest American hero symbol. She's like, yeah, that's the Chinese symbol for middle. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I thought this was a cool, proper, superhero design that somebody came up with in the early eighties. And no, it's, it's the Chinese symbol for middle, which just kind of blew my mind. So roundabout way of getting there. Uh, this is how I'm tying this in. Okay. I was like, I'm waiting. (laughs) You're like, where are you going with this? (laughs) Let's see if I could confuse you. Um, Holy tangent. The first episode of the show, when it aired, in I believe it was like eighty one, uh, it was weeks. Wait, wait, wait which which show? Great Greatest American Hero American or Malcolm Hero. in the Middle? Greatest American Hero. Um, because I told because MJC was thinking yeah, it too. Because I told my mom. <laughs> no, I like Greatest too. American Hero. Um, it, it was it was weeks before or a week before the show was supposed to air, and the main character's name is Ralph Hankley. Uh. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Hinkley shot Reagan. Um, whatever his first name is. I can't even remember. Um, but the guy 
shot Reagan uh, right before this was supposed to air. So ABC was in a panic and they didn't know what to do. So they overdubbed everybody's lines for the first two episodes and changed his name to Handley. So his name was Ralph Handley. It was either the first episode or both. Talking about Oswald, Harvey Oswald? No, 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 no. You're, that's, that's Kennedy. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm talking uh, about no Hinckley. This was the guy. Was Hinckley the one? Yeah, John John Hinckley. John Hinckley Jr. Yes, and he was doing it for um, Jodie Foster. He said to try yeah. to get her attention. Uh, so, you know, ABC's in a panic for the first episode. Maybe the first two episodes. I don't remember. Uh, but it's still on the DVDs. That's the funny thing. It's all over and it's badly overdubbed. Like you can hear how badly overdubbed it is that they changed it to Handley. And then after like a week or two, they just said, fuck it. And they just went back to Hinkley. So now imagine this, like I'm 11, 12 years old and I'm watching this and I'm way into it because it's like this cool superhero thing. And just change the guy's name. Halfway through the yeah, season. Two episodes into the season, his name changes. And I'm like, wait, I wait, is this a new guy? Like what, what the fuck just happened? You know? And you don't have like DVRs and you don't have anything like that. So right. I'm like, did I imagine that? Wasn't his name Hanley last week? What? I was, I was completely... It's like the daughter and family matters that just disappeared in the middle yeah, of the season. It, it was so <laughs> fucked up. It was such a weird thing that, you know, that it was a tragedy that they were trying to distance themselves from awkwardly. And they, it was just such a weird, fucked up thing that made no sense. And at the time, it was even worse because, you know, there was no real explanation you didn't have an internet you could go to and talk to people about it or ask about it or try to hear about it it was just this weird thing that that happened yeah so didn't they like wasn't there some games that were canceled or not canceled or directions changed on games like after like 9-11 and stuff like that too i believe there were yeah Obviously, I know that was a long time ago, but I thought I remember like something, the plug being pulled on a game that was like in mid-development. And I think they were even, there were still even concerns because, um, did did the first Homefront take place in New York? No, that was in, um, I don't remember. It was, no, it was, in, it was on the West Coast, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought there was a game that was like taking place in New York and they changed it. But obviously that was like a long, It long sounds time familiar, but I can't, for the life of me, remember exactly what it was. There might have been. There was also, and I mean, this didn't really uh, tie into it until after the fact. Um, the Lone Gunman, which was the X Files spinoff, um, there was an episode that aired. It was like six months, I think, before nine eleven. Um, there was a plane that had been hijacked, and I don't remember the specifics of it. I think it was hijacked remotely or something like that, or they were trying to control. They, they were trying to stop it remotely. And at the last second, it was headed right for the world trade center. And at the last second, they pulled the plane up remotely and avoided hitting the world trade center with a plane. Um, there's a lot of movies that were canceled. Yeah. Well, the Spider-Man thing, the Spider-Man, um, it was either the first or second Spider-Man was coming out 
and the first one of the posters was him. Uh, it might have even been the trailer uh, where a helicopter got caught up in a spider web that was run between the two towers. Yeah, okay, so here I found some... Okay, the video game Grand Theft Auto 3 released in October 2001. It was delayed almost a month to make last-minute changes since the producer's offices were near Ground Zero and since the game was set in the city loosely based on New York City. The paint scheme and city policy cars were also changed to the blue and white NYPD design. Wait. Metal Gear Solid 2... Grand Theft... That doesn't sound right. Grand Theft Auto 3... He said Grand Th- the video game Grand Theft Auto 3, yeah, that was in released City. in October of 2001, was delayed almost a month to make last-minute huh. changes. No, I re- Producers' offices were near ground zero, and then they changed... Well, they, they, it sounds like they made the cars look more like the NYPD. Or no, I'm sorry. They took them... They, they looked similar to NYPD, but they changed them to look more LAPD. Mm, I, don't, I think they still did look NYPD. No, I'm, I'm, I'm a little confused by that one, because... I was working there at the time. I was working in downtown Manhattan, but I remember my, maybe it's when I flew down to Florida because one of my friends was, he got massively into it and he wasn't a huge gamer, but he bought a PS2 just to play that. Yeah, I guess it was. Yeah, it was because I remember talking to everybody at work about the game because we were all playing it. Yeah. Okay. Spider or siphon filters three cover was changed. Um, Spider-Man 2 Enter elect- Electro's final level was changed. So, hmm. Yeah. yeah. D- just to keep this tangent going, so Josh, uh, <laughs> the, the Greatest American Hero, they they, they cast the lead for the, the reboot. Oh, did they? Who is in, it? Back in February. It's Hannah Simone. It's the girl for, it's like the best friend from that show, New Girl. I don't know who that is. Yeah. Um. But the funny thing is, did you know there was a pilot done in the 90s? It's on the DVD set. They did a one, uh, a single pilot episode with a female lead with Robert Culp back still as Agent Maxwell and having to deal with this girl suddenly who's wearing the suit and his confusion over having to work with a girl in the 90s who's wearing the suit <laughs> and it was pretty bad and it didn't go anywhere, but it's, it's cool that they included that on the DVD set so that you could actually see it. Um, hopefully this one has the theme song again. Oh, it better. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? Carly Rae Jepsen just remake it. Like she did the full house one. That's what I was going to say. It's going to be remade by, by like Miley Cyrus or somebody. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, I, uh, we'll see. I'll, I'll hold judgment until I actually see it. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. I, the, I just have such a soft spot for the first one. It was, it was perfect at the time. Uh, and when's the last time you watched that? When's the last time I watched it? Mm, yeah. Probably about a month ago. Okay. I saw one of the episodes. Yeah, I watch it every now and then because I mean the effects are terrible now, but you know for <laughs> 1981 it was it was freaking awesome, right? And the 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 episodes, I mean, they got into some all things considered some serious shit, um, mm-hmm. but it was just always fun, you know. It's funny. I all right. 
now I'm just going to just drop it. We we have to move on because we're way <laughs> off on a big tangent here. I'm going to drop. All right. It. So something else that's awesome now. Yes. Is God of War. So. Um, God of War sold over 3.1 million units in its first three days. That's crazy. That's an average of a million units a day. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. So um, it is the best, the fastest selling PS4 exclusive in the console's history. Yeah, and this is right after Horizon was the fastest selling console or f- fastest selling game on the console. Yeah. It, right after Uncharted was the fastest selling game. On the console. <laughs> so, Detroit, man. Right after we hear, you know, no, Spider-Man yeah. or something. It's like, come on, Detroit. <laughs> Keep this going. Yeah. Um. So, like, how far have you gotten, Josh? Um. Just to that first big battle with the stranger, although, unfortunately, from that panel, I already know who the stranger is, so that had much less of an impact on me. Uh, um, okay. But yeah, I got so through that battle with like the stranger. Times. Yeah, and he's talking about leaving, and and I'm like, okay, and that's where I had to stop. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's kind of where I am. All right. Well, so I mean, again, like it's it, you know, like everybody's been talking about, you know, and he and Corey Barlog's been talking about this a little bit of like single, you know, like people have been asking him about the death of single player, and he's not saying anything about either one of them like he's just like there's places for both single player and multiplayer focused games and stuff like that it's just you know he's you know like they can live in the same ecosystem but you know like it's proving that both of these things yeah everybody's like oh this is proving the single player games aren't dead and i'm like then call of duty is going to come out in six months and smash all of its records and prove that multiplayer is king too no it's going to prove that (laughs) single player is dead (laughs) yeah because every game that comes out well that proved everything Right. So, um, but, you know, it's still really cool that, you know, like the people were saying that 2017 was a great year and 2018 is just like, hold my beer. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> we were like not even halfway through and there's been some really, really solid games. So, um, all right. So reviews that hit the site. Back to you, Mr. Langford. Uh, okay. It's one of those crazy Atelier games. It's got a crazy name that nobody can pronounce. <laughs> uh, so it's a, the ch- a, Atelier Lydie and Suell, the Alchemists of and the Mysterious Paintings. Uh, this is Andy's review. It this was this one didn't make it to the Vita. Interestingly enough, a lot of these Atelier games are on the Vita. Uh, this was on the Switch which is cool. So you get your portable groove on there if you want. Um, oh, crap. There's something wrong with that review. I have to fix it. <laughs> I'm seeing it right now. Uh, yeah. So uh, this is part of a subset of um, there's a couple of there's a sub-series, uh, the mysterious sub-series of Atelier Games. Um, and this should be the last one in that sub-series. And uh, it's worth taking a look at. I'm always interested in these reviews when he writes them, and and I've wanted to try one of these out, but the alchemy part of it scares me. I know that's the whole point of the game. Uh, but the alchemy part of it kind of scares me a bit because it, you really can 
do all kinds of crazy shit in there. And it seems like there isn't a whole lot of guidance. Um, but uh, that's kind of what worries me about it. But they look interesting though, as their own little RPG. I see the error in the review. Yep. <laughs> Something didn't get deleted. And boom. Now it's deleted. Okay. Done. All right. Um, so kudos to Andy for getting that review done. And if that's a series of them, you know, like check that stuff out and you know, if you like those kind of games, like just make sure that you, uh, play them and let Andy know how you like the, re- if you agreed with his review or not. So, um, audio reviews. So uh, we have a review this week and it's Michael and I don't know a single thing about this game. Yeah. Uh, so this, I'm reviewing Tacoma. It is a game that came out last year for PC and I believe Xbox one. It is, the, uh, it's developed by Fulbright, who are the makers of Gone Home, which, uh, if, you know, I think Josh, you've played Gone Home. Yes, I have. Yeah, and uh, I might have this on either PS4 or Switch. Is it on Switch? No, it's a PC, Xbox One last year, and then PS4. It comes out on the eighth, so Tuesday. Okay, so maybe I don't have this. I don't know. Um, yeah, so this is Fulbright Studio, the makers of Gone Home. This is in the same like genre of Gone Home. Um, I like to call it narrative exploration games. That's mm-hmm. my like fancy way of saying walking simulator. Uh, but every time you say walking simulator, I, it just kind of kind of sound like an asshole when I classify a game as a walking simulator. So I go with narrative exploration. Oh, I'm looking at the pictures of this. This is not the one I was thinking of. Yeah, okay. No, it's funny. We're just talking about a game. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not, no tangent. Yep. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Uh, Review, boy. Uh, the, uh, the, the the basic premise of this game is you're uh, you're a contractor who's sent to a space station that's owned by a corporation, um, and you are there to strictly retrieve data that has been left on a space station after something has happened to the crew. Data. Not like, data, like data, data, data. No, or, not data, lore? data. Like data. <laughs> Babe, I'm, right I'm now, caught up like, in a yeah Star Trek. Uh, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Um, so right over my thin bald head. <laughs> you know, data. Uh, so Spiner, the, Brent Spiner. So th- this is very much like Gone Home, where you're exploring, like not necessarily abandoned, but this empty. Uh, you know location and trying to like dig through what was left behind to put together a story what this game does to differentiate itself from the other games is um in tacoma the tacoma is what the the station's called um they have an ar ai uh like capability so your character will attach themselves to this ar uh system and it basically, the space station records every conversation, every body movement on the, the ship. And then you use the AR stuff to replay what happened on the ship. So you'll get these like 3D projections, these very polygonal, like crude projections of people, but you'll be able to hear their conversations. So as you're trying to retrieve this data, you'll get three projections of basically like the last 50 hours of like the people that are like on the the ship so you're you're figuring out 
what happened to them and all that stuff, why you're trying to just do your corporate mercenary job of hmm. retrieving the data. It's actually really well done um, in terms of it's basically kind of like um, you're watching like just a like a play kind of where you're walking around this interactive play. Uh, they're all like, uh, like I said, crude polygonal like projections. So you don't get any sort of like facial expressions, nothing like that. You just have to read these body language uh, mixed with the, you know, the, the voice acting, which is really good. Um, does it have like a fast forward and rewind thing in case you miss something? Yes, it does actually. So uh, when okay. you go into an area, it'll say downloading data from this room. And then you'll get at the bottom of the screen tell you how much data is in that room. And you can walk around the room and watch all the people interact. And, it, and there will be multiple rooms inside like a location. And as long as you're in that room, you have that, that data to rewind fast forward. And they'll, point, put, um, they'll mark points of interest in the the uh like the timestamp and that tells you like hey there's someone in this room that you might want to find cuz something important's happening so you're walking around a room and sometimes the projections will move around so you're following projections as they're doing their stuff and then you'll see conversations break off you know like a group of four people will be talking and then they'll all go their separate ways and then you would you know follow one to see what they're talking about rewind and then follow the other people. So you get like the full story from all the different perspectives. And you piece together uh, what's going on, their situation, their feelings uh, during the time uh, that you have the recordings for. Uh, it's really, the, the writing's really good. Uh, they do this great thing where um, you'll have points where the projections will have basically their AR stuff. Like basically... At any point, uh, some of the projections will pull up, like, basically, like, a HUD, which will have personal messages to their family, emails with their other coworkers, and this, like, random creepy-ass corporate documentation. Um, you know, you, you get, like, those, uh, like, standards and practices paperwork at, like, your job. Mm. So imagine that sort of thing, uh, but in, like, space corporate creepiness. Hmm. so you get you get that aspect so you get like this whole like corporate talk you get their private messages to their family and then messages to each other so you're piecing together and fully like realizing the characters with your time and you you do you just have you have a simple goal of just uh going to an area and downloading the data from that area uh, basically what they do is you plug into the system and it'll be like, hey, this is going to take a couple minutes. Why don't you walk around? And then that's when you explore and follow the projections. So I think technically you don't even need to follow the projections. You can probably just wait for the data to download and then just like go on your way. Uh, but there's no fun in that. Um, so uh, story-wise, I think it's really good. Um, I feel like... It might not pay it pay off as well as I would want, just because it kind of seems like it rushes to its conclusion and it kind of hurts the impact of the conclusion. Uh, this game is about uh, took me a little under two hours, so once they get to their conclusion, it just felt kind of rust, and it, it probably would have been a better payoff if they would have like paced it out a little bit better. Um, though I probably could have went a little bit slower in the game because I 
explored, but I definitely missed things. There's like encoded messages and uh, that you can't read right away, and you need to figure out a way to decrypt some of these messages. So I'm sure if I spent more time doing that, maybe I would have got a little bit more filler. So where when that ending hits, it wouldn't feel a little rushed. Um, mm. Visually, the, uh, it's a space station, so there's only so much you can do with like a space station, especially like uh, I think we were talking a couple weeks ago. We had like uh, a drift. You explore a space station. There's the station uh, outreach. There's only so much you can do with like these space station games. Space stations we have a standard that we expect them to look like. Um, so everything this game does, like that's cool visually, is with the 3D projections uh, and the AR stuff that it can do. Um, and then of course it's the Gone Home developers. They put a lot of crazy detail into like the random objects you can pick up. <laughs> so half the fun is just like picking up some of the objects, and then uh, they have uh, like when you first walk in. The, there's like a little basketball court in there so of course you find the basketball and you're going to dunk the ball and they know mm-hmm. you're going to do that so there's an option to dunk the ball um there's a full pool table in there um which of course i racked up the the balls and like you know put them in the triangle took the triangle off and then played pool i mean there's no reason for me to do that but you can uh and the physics actually kind of worked pretty well, so it didn't seem, like, too crappy. Uh, though the sound was a little off on them. Um, well, but you're in space. Oh, I mean, you know what? Maybe there's some nobody, justification. Nobody can hear you eight ball in the side pocket in space. <laughs> See, if they would have told me that, I would have felt better about it. Um, <laughs> the game's broken down into, you know, areas like different, you know, like there's the, the botany area, the med medical area, the engineering area, uh, you get into each area through an elevator. This is the only time that the game, uh, has like technical issues. Uh, every time you're in the elevator, at least when I was playing it, I played it on a PS4 pro. The game would freeze up and hitch in the elevator so bad that a couple times I was like getting ready to like turn my PlayStation off because I thought it froze. Hmm. Like I I get up and I'm like crap I think it froze and then as soon as I get close to the PlayStation it would just like okay we're uh. still loading the area and that happens every time you load into like a different like wing or section of the you know, between the elevators. Um, and there's about, like, I think, like, four areas you go into. So there's, like, four times you, that it hitched like crazy. and that, But that's really the only, like, technical issue I had. Or, like, you know, visual issue. Um, like I said, uh, it's only 3D projection. So uh, the voice acting is going to do all the heavy lifting. And luckily, the voice acting is great. Um, I did... Uh, overall, like, I like Gone Home better. But I think that's just because Gone Home uh, left a lot up to your imagination before it hit its conclusion. Like, when you played Gone Home, you don't really know what's going on. You're kind of making your own story up as you go until the game is like, no, here's the story. Uh, this game, you're you're more of just an observer. Uh, but that's the way it was going. I know it's probably unfair to compare it to their previous game. They were trying something different for this one. Um, but I wish there was like... Uh, 
a little bit more to do with the exploration. Like there's a lot of objects to look around. I wish there was a little bit more. Um, and I just, I don't, the story just didn't come together enough for me to like thoroughly like put it up there with like a gone home or like a, a what remains of Edith Finch type of like narrative game. Uh, but I did enjoy this. Um, overall, I think I'm going to go with a 7.0. I think it's worth playing, um, especially if you like this type of game. It's it's a short game, you know, two to three hours, which is kind of the standard for this style of game. Uh, but I think it is a worthwhile game, especially if you like space-style exploration, even though if you're, you're just in a space station. It's still really cool. Uh, the voice acting's good. It's well written, so it's definitely worth playing. Awesome, that's cool. And again, that's Tacoma for PS4. Comes out uh, May eighth. You said. Yes. Okay. By the time you hear this, it'll be out. So go buy it if you like it. If you want to check it out. All right, what we're playing and watching since uh, Michael just went. Um, I'll go. Mine's not super long. Um, I had a. Busy dad week. Um, most of you guys know already, my son is graduating in a month. Holy crap. <laughs> From high school. And uh, so we had some stuff we had to do for him. But I did get a little bit more time with... Um, played some Destiny 2, Iron Banner. They squeezed another Iron Banner in this week with the 6v6. And a couple weeks ago I talked about they did Iron Banner 6v6 versus 4v4. Um, I was doing this more as... To to make sure that I got a couple things that I wanted that were seasonally exclusive that I hadn't gotten before. Um, had some fun. Played with a couple people um, preparing for um, Warbind, which again, by the time you're listening to this podcast, it'll be out. Um, and if I'm home and I'm playing it, I'll probably be streaming it on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash psnation. So you can check that out. Um, they released a bunch more info about that, but... It just sounds like they're making the game harder, which is what people want. Um, I did get some more time with uh, MLB The Show. Um, still working on, you know, just me- messing around the road to the show. A couple things that I'm finding a little little weird. Um, I haven't ran into the situation yet where I need to put, um, like, put batting, certain batting gloves on or certain cleats on or certain, like, elbow sleeve on to increase anything. Um the training stuff, like in your days off, um, you have the choice to pick like one of three things that you want to work on. Like one, you can work on increasing your overall cap for something. So like your, your power versus left-handed hitters or contact versus right-handed hitters. Um, and you can actually do something that increases that cap. It doesn't necessarily increase the attribute, but gives you the ability to make it so you can get the attribute higher. Or you can just work on the other two options are working on your current attributes and getting them closer to the cap. So you have to be careful that you make those choices correctly because if you start working on an attribute and you cap it out, then you're kind of wasting the time without raising the cap. Um, But what I don't like about that is, and again, um, I didn't play 17, um, but if I remember right, in like 15 and 16, like if you went to go like batting practice help or fielding practice help, like you physically did it, right, Josh? Like you played fielding help. You don't do that now. You click on it, you select it, it shows like you, you're hitting the ball off the tee or whatever, and then it shows attribute increase by four. Hmm. So you actually don't do that. Um, so I thought that was a little weird because it doesn't really necessarily help. Part of like what, you know, like if you're not playing MLB like on a consistent enough basis, it, it's it's a timing-based game. Like baseball is a timing-based game. Um, 
And so, like, I feel like sometimes my timing is off because, like, you know, like if you, you know, in the batting cage, you can just swing and, you know, you can keep hitting. Something else that I've realized is gone now, too, is you don't really get that batting practice warm up that you used to get at the start of each game either. That, you know, to get a, hasn't been to feel for the background. Yeah, that hasn't been. I don't remember that being in last year's. It's okay. not. In, I, they, well, I mean, they spent a lot of time emphasizing on speeding up the road to the show process anyway. Yeah, and road to the show, like, right now that's not in like i'm still on 17 mm-hmm. and it's not in there at all yeah so so um you know i found you know i found that weird um it does kind of give you like a, some, some more visual cues on like especially in the in the loading screens of like kind of like how you're doing in terms of like your projection of your you know your road to the show like where you're at um like oh like being looked at for triple a like so you can kind of feel like a i feel like the progress there is a little bit more versus like i'm in the minors for two months and i'm hitting like 480 and they're not paying attention to me <laughs> like, um that feeling is a little less than it was um the interesting thing that and again uh, that i found that i just noticed when i play games a lot i do play with with headphones on pretty regularly because I could be streaming or I could be, you know, doing anything. Um, they use the PS4 speaker, like, really well. The controller speaker. The controller speaker, um, yeah. Like, you can hear the guys from the dugout, like, talking to you. Yeah, I had to turn like, that come off. come on, like, get a hit, you know. I, I like it. Well, so. I had to turn that off because when I'm playing late at night in the living room and I've got the oh, headphones yeah. on, suddenly it's blasting out the speaker. All kinds of voices, yeah. and I'm like, "Shut the fuck up!" <laughs> I have everything muted because of that. What the f- dude? Right? Yeah, I guess I didn't. I don't know if I've never really paid enough attention to like if you plug the controller, the headphones in, and you do all audio. Like, does it do all audio? Does the speaker still do its the thing? Speaker still does its thing. <laughs> okay. Does that in a bunch of games? Yeah, because it's happened in other games where I'm like, "Fuck!" and I'm trying to hold my thumb <laughs> over the speaker, and that's not doing it. I can still hear it blasting. Even with my headphones on, I'm like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm going through that. I haven't really had a chance to mess with any of the Legend stuff or anything like that. I need to do some of that. Um, I realistically need to probably do some of that with my son before he leaves for his summer job. Because we used to play a lot of, play against each other a lot, like local co-op and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, I will check some of that out. And I will let you guys know. But um, that's all I really played. Um this week uh watched um i caught up on swat which is a show on cbs um i'm still using the cbs app and i really dislike the app on playstation 4 because i have a hard time pausing the show mm. that seems like a really basic feature they should have right <laughs> yeah like you i almost feel like you have to hit like so it's not it's not x like x would pause and play like that's what i feel like it should be um, that's what it is on like Netflix and Voodoo and everything. Um, you actually have to hit circle and it takes you like back to like the main menu quickly and it shows like the snippet of the show and what you're watching and then you can hit resume or play. And there's been or you, I'm sorry, you can hit resume or start over. And I feel like it's defaulted to like start over. So that's really annoying. Do you get for uh, pausing America's most watched network. <laughs> but th- that's the biggest problem I have with the ps4 as a media device is yeah, that cable box <laughs> every well every one of the apps it feels like every and even at least two of the sony ones i believe mm-hmm. the menu the the buttons are not consistent yeah from from app to app and 
it's bullshit. I mean, you're the or at least let me set it. Like when I when I load the app up, what button do you want to use to play? But, what button do you want to use to pause? But Sony has yeah. control over all of that, and they could right. have laid down the standards right from the beginning and said, if you make a video app, this is play, this is pause. This is back. This is fast forward. This is, you know, they could have laid all that out. And because they do that with with other things, like when you're in a menu, you know, Mm -hmm. it's always X to advance. Yes. And (laughs) and circle to cancel. I mean, and it's backwards in Japan. Um, Yeah. And Nintendo has it that way because Nintendo is Japan. So Mm -hmm. going from Minecraft, that's one of the ones from the PlayStation device or any device to the Nintendo right. device, suddenly everything's fucked up and backwards. It's, it's such a pain in the ass. Um, but they could have set that standard and they could have told everybody, this is what it has to be. And you know, if you have other shit, great, but these are the standards for play and pause and, and stuff like that. And within Sony's own stuff, they don't even keep that straight, which just drives me it absolutely drives me nuts. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and then I still, like, um, I've been putzing through Designated Survivor. Um, again, good, just a solid show. Uh, I have my shows, my routines. I don't really branch out often unless somebody, like, really recommends something to me. Um, a couple guys I was playing Iron Banner with um, found out that I haven't watched any of Breaking Bad. Hmm. So they've recommended that I, and I found out it's downloadable on Netflix. So I'll probably download a couple episodes to my phone or my tablet and watch that when I have some time to kill. Like when I'm at a honors convocation for two and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that is pretty much what I have going on. Um, yeah, that's it. So uh, apologies for not getting a whole bunch of stuff to play this week, guys. Sorry. Yeah. All right. Well. Uh, I'll go. Josh, you want to go? Sure. Yeah. Uh, so I play God of War. Obviously, um, just up to that that first part. I I will tell you. I don't even think I don't even think you've gotten past the preview point no. that MJC put. No, in. Yeah, <laughs> no. This is yeah, it's early. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Only like ten boys, maybe fifteen boys. <laughs> and boy, and I have to say, I, I'm going to have boy. a hard time with this game. I I know already. Um, just from an emotional standpoint, because early on with things that he said and things that he was doing, I, it just felt, I just got like a gut punch. I was like, Oh fuck. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, this is going to be rough. And it, it all came like, I got a deeper understanding of how in that event that I was at, they were talking about how every day they were in there doing the motion capture and it was like a huge therapy session for all of them. (laughs) And that's what it turned into. And they were all so emotional on stage, just talking about it. And you could see that this really affected everybody who was involved with it in a deep, deep way. And just when I got into it, I was maybe half hour into it and something happened and I was like, Oh fuck. Oh my gosh. Oh, this is going to be rough. So I, I like it. I I like it a lot, but yeah, it's, it's going to be hard to get through. (laughs) I can see already. Did you leave? Uh, this is not spoiler Mm -hmm. at all. So everybody can calm down. Did you leave the combat controls on the triggers? Uh, I didn't change anything. I just went straight into the game and started playing. Okay. 
Because I know there's some people that have like changed it back to like what they were comfortable with with playing God of War versus the shoulder buttons. Nah, I'm. I just went in and said, "Show me what you got," basically, and, and okay. went with it. Um, we played some Loco Roco Two Remastered today um, because my daughter has been focused on the first one, but. Zoe made me do it. Well, no, all the shit drawn on that's painted on their walls is a lot of it is from the second one. And I got it. I was like, no, no, no. She's like, Loco Roca. I want to play Loco. I said, well, let's play two. And she just kind of gave me a look like, really? And I'm like, well, just look, let's try this out. And I got in and, you know, the beginning we saw all this stuff. I'm like, look, there's the blue one and there's the purple one and there's the black one and there's the green one. And, and you know, then there was this guy who's like all legs, these giant legs, and he's got this weird head. And I'm like, there's that guy that's on the wall. And there's and she's like, oh, well, you know, so she started to she immediately took the controller out of my hands and wanted to play it. <laughs> um, I played Mulaka a lot of that I, I'll, I'll review that next week um, it's cool he said that last week I know I know I did <laughs> it's just been it's it's been I'm just, I'm just giving you crap yeah. so. he's just joshing you uh, <laughs> you're launching <sighs> we're in a release and it's there's uh-huh. a lot going on still um there's a lot going i see on. your green dot lit up on that you're on the computer at weird hours i'm like oh josh online oh boy yeah there's, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of shit going on um <laughs> so yeah it's it's very cool though um i've also been playing i all right you might have to cut this out but i'm 90 percent sure oh that, jesus no i'm not um, i'm 90 percent sure that the embargo lifts on tuesday and this doesn't release till Wednesday, um, but I'll check after this, and you might have to cut this. So um, that AO International Tennis, ah, okay, I played a bunch of that, and so far I am very impressed. Uh, it's it's deeper than I expected it to be, and it's it feels pretty good. I I'm of course having trouble with it because it is much more of a simulation than a lot of the tennis games I've played in the past, which were a little bit more on the arcadey side. I mean, even the EA sports ones from the Genesis, like going back that far, um, like those weren't, they never felt super sim. They felt a bit arcadey, you know, they never felt too deep. Um, this one feels pretty deep. I went through the tutorial and it starts off with screens and screens of text. I'm like, no, you're not fucking doing this to me like that motocross game. And <laughs> and you get through the text and then you're on the court and I'm like, okay, oh shit. Okay. Cause I just blew through the text as quick as I could. I was like, skip, 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 skip. I'm like fucker. And then I'm on the court and you go through and it tells you. I don't know why they made you read through the text, but it literally tells you, okay, push this button to hit the ball, push this button to do this and, you know, to lob and to put some backspin on it and to do all these different things. And it's pretty involved. So, um, it releases Tuesday, so you should be good. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'm sure. Uh, Then it definitely, the embargo lifts Tuesday. 
Um, oh, wait, it's not one of those games that releases and then you talk about it like three days later? Oh, well, I love that. For some reason, <laughs> I, I thought that uh, the embargo lifted and then the game came out a week later. Um, but I know, posted I guess... a new story and it says, according to me, it says May 8th. <laughs> so. Okay. Uh, yeah, so it's it's interesting. It's definitely... Um, very interesting. The funny thing is when I was doing the new releases and I was going through Amazon, there's a tennis game coming from Big Ben Interactive in like a week or two. Yeah, we had like a, a drought. Like the last like tennis game I feel like was the Rockstar's table tennis game. And then now we have two tennis oh games coming out within a week of each other. No, uh, Sega did their... Um, oh, what was the name of that, that tennis game? Not including Mario Tennis, of course, but I think, yeah, Sega had a tennis game, too. Yeah, they have for a while. Um, But, yeah, tennis has has just kind of disappeared. It's cool, though. I mean, I haven't really gotten to dig into the the depths of it. You know, you can uh, create your own players, and you can upload them, and people can download them, because they have some insane number of players. Hundreds and yeah, okay. hundreds and hundreds of of licensed players, but then all the ones they don't have, you can create and then put out there for people to download. And just messing around in there, there there were already a bunch of like names that I recognized that were up there to download, and I was like, Waluigi. oh, look at that, yeah. Um, Pretty sure I saw a stadium creator in there as well. There is, yeah. There's okay. a. Uh, I put that link to the trailer for their stadium creator in our news post. So yeah, there's a lot of features in that game. There are. Yeah, I was really kind of blown <laughs> Who away. Played the game, Josh or Michael? <laughs> no, well, he wrote the news post. Um, yeah, no, I know. But uh, yeah, I was I was genuinely surprised by how much is is going on in there, um, and it was a lot more than I a lot more than I expected just very impressive so yeah um, what's it called again AO, A-O. international A-O. tennis AO that's how I've been saying tennis. it every time <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, and my daughter has been noticing, like she was always into the Disney infinity characters and stuff like that. And there've been a bunch of, uh, amiibos laying around, um, because they're on clearance everywhere. Um, like at Toys R Us and like some of the shitty ones are, are on clearance at Toys R Us and target and places like that. And when they drop under three bucks, I'm like, well, fuck it. I'll just buy it. You know, why not? Um, but of course, most of the ones that are on clearance are the Animal Crossing, the shitty Animal Crossing ones that nobody wants um, because everybody hated that game. So I have a bunch of them and she's been playing with, you know, the the bigger ones like the Mario and Princess Peach and Pac-Man and whatever. Uh, but then she started noticing these weird Animal Crossing ones and she's like, what's this one? And I'm like, I don't know. Let me look it up. And I have to look at my thing. I'm like, okay, that is uh, this character, you know, and I'm, I'm naming off these names because I've never played. I have like three Animal Crossing games and I've never played them. And 
finally I said, you know what? We can play one of those games. Those Amiibos, they work with the Wii U, and we can play this game. So we started playing Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival on the Wii U, which it's a freaking board game. That's all it is. (laughs) It's literally, and you tap the Amiibo to the Wii U controller each time it's your turn to roll the dice. That's the whole reason for it. Cause I'm like, why did, why do you have to buy these Amiibos? Like there's, does it keep anything in the Amiibo? It, at the end of the game, yeah, at the end of the game, actually all the points that you've earned, you can write to the Amiibo and you can oh, okay. use that to eventually, you know, you unlock, uh, new emotions and clothes and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, I mean, they're, physical downloadable content. They're people. really physical downloadable. Content. Yeah. There <laughs> really was no reason to have these things. Um, it's, they're, they're just looking for weird ways to jam it in there to, to basically, um, justify having these things at all. Tom Nook's got to get his money. Yeah. So, <laughs> they were having fun with it. And actually the funny thing is like three quarters of the way through it, my daughter wanted to do something else. But my son was like, can we play this again? I'm like, well, I have to record tonight. And he goes, well, tomorrow can we play it? I was like, yeah. He's like, I really like this. I was like, all right. (laughs) So I have to record tonight and you have to go to bed. Yeah. (laughs) So he was really getting into it. Um, we'll see, we'll see how long that lasts. Um, Three days. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I have a handful of characters for it. So, you know, we're just messing around with it. Um, okay, four days. Yeah. Uh, but I was I was kind of excited to, like, play an Animal Crossing game. I said, before we started, I said, I don't know that this is like all the other games. I remember people hating it because I think it wasn't. And is it I don't Happy know. Home Designer or is it no. the board game one? The board it's game the one, board right? game one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that that was trash. Happy Home Designer was trash. <laughs> uh, and then the mobile game was trash. We need a proper Animal Crossing game. Damn it. Well, oh, they'll just put them in Smash and you'll have a proper animal game. They don't have to play game. Smash. I mean, I understand it's not animal cross it's not what everybody wanted from the wii u but if you take all that away and you just play it as its own standalone game it's, it's not a bad game i don't think it it has a lot of weird shit going on in it, it that i was isn't hmm? it just like broke ass mario party well i've never really played mario party uh, um, cool but kid. it is a party type of game yeah <laughs> just, um it's not a cool game <laughs> He's a lot older than you. <laughs> so, yeah, um, that's that's it. Uh, I did get to watch, because my wife watched without me, the first Westworld, the first episode of season two. Um, so I finally got to watch it. And shit. I, I, I'm not going to say anything. I mean, there's something I want to talk about, but I'm not going to say anything. Cause I haven't finished anything. season one, but season oh. two trailers, I am so fucking confused. <laughs> like, oh, well, you can't. Oh, dude, you can't watch those trailers if you haven't so, finished season one. No, the, the, the problem is, so I have HBO Go, so mm-hmm. they play a Westward trailer oh, every yeah. time I load the app for like yeah. Silicon Valley or something. And HBO does not have a good fast forwarding option. Yeah. So you have yeah. to just like, press randomly on the the time bar and hope you didn't like get too far into your show so no, it's like, you, what, right. you, 
what you do is you just turn the volume all the way down and turn the screen away and then just kind of glance back at it every now and then. Like, are, are we just done Just get yet? up and move your TV. It's all good. <laughs> um, just head between my knees. Just like, please go yeah. away. Please go away. Please go away. Yeah, it's simple. Um, well, I see no trailer. I see no trailer. How far are you? I see no trailer. <laughs> how far are you in the first season? Like five, six episodes in. Ooh. And I know it like it still hasn't like hit me where it's like completely done it, but from what I know from from Kojima's tweets, it's gonna blow my fucking mind. Oh, it is <laughs> really. It soon. is. It is. It blew my mind that I I was obsessing over it for days, and I had to watch it again and watched it all over again with my wife like the next week because. <laughs> And and even then, I wanted to watch it again. I and I bought the soundtrack because I love the soundtrack so much. And and she watched an episode without you. That's like rude. Yeah. Well, she was she was in Brooklyn, um, and she watched it. And I was like, I and I kind of figured she would. She's like, "Did you watch it yet?" I was like, "No, I was waiting for you." She's like, "Yeah, I watched it in Brooklyn." I was like, "Fucker, I knew you were going to do that." <laughs> so I finally watched it, and I said. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah I, there's a whole thing I have going on in my head that I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about it. Cause I think I know what they're doing and I'm like, but I, I don't know if I want to see that, you know, yeah, I'm I, that's all. I'll just leave it at that. Um, right. but I love it. I, I love the setting so much. It is, this is my type of thing that where it's that, that almost could be real. But it is sci-fi, and it is futuristic, and it is, you know, over the line different. But it, the the world itself feels so grounded and so real, and the shit that's going on there is just bonkers, and it's it's amazing. I I just I really love this. I love all of it. The setting, the actors, the the characters that they're playing, everything. It's just so fucking good. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah so i'll leave it at that so we're still like t- we're into episode three already and i've only s- we've only seen episode one so we're already two behind um i don't know when we're gonna catch up so but i'll leave it at that uh so you go michael uh so shortlist for me uh tacoma overwatch season 10 started last week so I did my placement matches, placed in high gold, probably four wins away from platinum. They made some minor changes to characters and a huge changes to Hanzo, who's like one of the uh, snipers with a bow and arrow. They completely redid him to where he he no longer frustrates the hell out of me, and uh, he seems like he might be a little bit more viable for people to use. I won't go into too many details on like what they changed, but it was pretty drastic. And it's one of those things that I love about Overwatch is... Game's been out two years, but they are still changing the core characters significantly to like balance the game and to keep things from getting too stale. Uh, so Hanzo was definitely one of those characters that would frustrate people. Um, he kind of fell out of the meta, um, and this should bring him back up in the meta and make him more of a viable option for people to play in uh, competitive. And then they also released a new map, uh, which is great. So... Um, played more Epic Dumpster Bear just for screenshots. Game's still bad. <laughs> um, 
I did get a copy of Black Ops 3 because I'm going to a Call of Duty event next week and I missed Black Ops 3. Like, I just... I played Black I, Ops 1 and I 2. I fucking hated that. Oh, I really? I really hated that. Yeah, <laughs> so, I, the story. I just... I, I was playing it for extra life and I got a couple hours into it and I'm like, this is just boring the hell out of me. So and a couple hours in, you almost finished it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't... I I don't know. It made no sense, and I didn't like where it was going, and I didn't like the setting and everything. I'm like, this is not. This is what the fuck is this? And I just and gave that up. Feed, and that feedback is why the new game won't have a campaign, Josh. Just so yeah, you. exactly. I know. Like I'm playing the the, the story just so I can catch up, and then I realize, like, as I'm like downloading the patches for it, like, oh wait, there might not be a story. <laughs> so all that stuff you learned over the last seven years of Call of Duty Black Ops here, forget it. <laughs> um, so I'm doing that. I'm going. Oh, spoilers! I'm going to a Call of Duty event next week. Uh, well, as long as there's a battle royale mode, that's all the. Oh, hopefully, oh, you know. Guys. I mean, I hear that's a thing. You know, I'm glad they're jumping on the train early, and they're, you know, there's not yep. a lot of competition out there. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's going to be great. I can't wait if like they don't announce it, and then like people are like upset, like they didn't announce it. And we have a full ten hour campaign. Where's my battle royale? God of um, War Battle Royale. <laughs> yeah, uh, so uh, that's pretty much it for uh, for playing, uh, watching. Before we started recording, I watched the uh, WWE pay per view about the first two three hours. Yep. Hey, 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 hey! That's not till the end of the show. <laughs> um, no, I'm just gonna say like the first like two hours were really bad. Uh, so standard Shocker. shit. Um, <laughs> hey, you said it. Everybody get off me. Oh, no, but even the wrestling fans will agree. Like, the standard shit. Just placeholder garbage. Um, I did see uh, A Quiet Place, which is the Ooh. yeah uh, the the horror movie directed by mm-hmm. John Krasinski, uh, also... The silent visual film? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's uh, Jim from The Office. He wrote and directed it and starred in it. Um really good people were talking it up a lot so i think i kind of went in with too high expectation it's a good movie good horror movie which is rare these days uh obviously it relies on like like jump scares because it's like most of the characters talk in whispers or all the characters talk in whispers and sign language so when something happens you, you will jump out of your seat uh but i feel like the jump scares were earned as opposed to like like a paranormal activity or other movies earned instead of anticipated yeah yeah um it was really good uh since it stars jim from the office um anytime he looked directly into the camera i just i just like imagined it was like actually jim from the office like it's just a continuation which i i got i do that a lot where i see an actor in multiple things i just assume everything is like the mcu and it's just (laughs) everything's connected um and then, so I went, uh, uh, my girlfriend never saw uh, Empire Records, which was a movie I basically mm. grew up on as a kid. So I, I had her watch as that with kid, me. Holy shit. Huh? Your child. Yeah. <laughs> I, that was one of those movies that was always, that and Cool World were always on HBO. So huh. I basically just grew up on like Empire Records and Cool World, <laughs> which probably explains a lot about me. That's that's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, uh, when I was a kid, I first saw Roger Rabbit. I'm like, oh, this is like Cool World. And then by the uh, end of Roger Rabbit, I was like, fuck Cool World. Damn <laughs> and right. I was like, yeah, and I was like five, so uh, maybe I didn't say fuck. 
Uh, but probably did. I probably did actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I uh, showed her Empire Records. She liked it. Uh, it still holds up. I, I have it on Blu-ray because it finally came to Blu-ray. I think last year. It was like one of those movies that I was just always waiting to hit Blu-ray, and it finally did last year. Um, and then uh, I wanted to get a lot of writing done and like E3 preparation done, so I put movies on in the background. And when I do that, I put bad movies on in the background, so I have no reason to pay attention to them. So the bad movies I watched were Role Models, uh, She's Out of My League, and Win a Date with Tad Hamilton. Uh, uh, so I watched those. You bring in your what everything on Netflix podcast. Back. Yeah, I might need to. Uh, we're gonna like revive that. Um, yeah, so I just put those three random movies on, and I actually got work done because there was no reason for me to like look at the TV. Oh. So success. Um, so that's pretty much it for playing and watching. Uh, Win a date out of t- with Tad Hamilton is like I don't know, like a four out of ten. In case anyone needed a review score for that. <clears throat> oh. See, my problem is I couldn't do that. I'd, I'd have that stuff on, and I'd still want to turn and watch. Even uh, for, like, a garbage movie, I, I couldn't stop myself. Yeah, my background stuff is, is a like a baseball game or, like, sports center. Yeah, my background stuff is nothing. <laughs> oh, we're not to, all sociopaths, Josh. Yeah, I'm sorry. I need to concentrate on what I'm doing and yeah, be no. in what I'm doing, not have all this other noise around me. So so when I have noise around me, I end up just cleaning my apartment. If like I'm in silence, I'll just clean my apartment instead of working. <laughs> like I need something on in the background or else I'm just going to be like, you know what? I haven't mopped my floor in like two weeks and just ignore everything else. Reorganize like a bookshelf like. Wait, I've been in your apartment. It only takes like four four sweeps to mop you. <laughs> it does, but like it needs to be mopped. So, yeah. All right. Um, all right. We'll get into some of the community feedback stuff. So, because you're all done, right, Mike? Uh, yeah. All right. Um, so I'll do the first one, and then uh, this will be pretty short. So, Glenn Mendoza. So, when is the E3 predictions podcast? Um, right now end of uh, yeah end of may beginning of june ideally like i would uh, we're targeting the um the week before e3 so like june 2nd 3rd 4th time frame uh and i'm working on some stuff for that so get your emails in now guys yeah ask ps nation e3 mm-hmm. <laughs> see if that sticks all right um uh, Josh, you want to take this one? Okay. Uh, besides Zavi, which I think I may have only used once, if ever, uh, are there any other good places to find 3D Blu-ray movies for the U.S. or region-free? I watch my I watch with my PlayStation VR, and I want to find some recent movies. I also will want Ready Player One. Uh, and that's from J. Daniel Dabbs. Yeah. Now the question is, do I give up my source here? Um, <laughs> I worry about that because then um, are there going to be enough for me? Um, so you DM J. Daniel Dabbs. Yeah. Like you just, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, <laughs> now I'll give up my source because uh, 
there are people out there who still are looking, and it's getting harder. It, it, I think you've said it publicly, like the you get you get it through Texas, right, or something. Well, it's a place. Yeah, it's on eBay. Um, it's yeah. it's this seller um, from Texas uh, that's on eBay, and I cannot I cannot make heads or tails of this thing with eBay. Hang on, where's purchased purchase history purchased derp right there okay uh the seller is i'll spell it out it's rahul and i store r-a-h-u-l dash a-n-d dash i dash s-t-o-r-e uh so look them up they have a ton of indian stuff obviously and beyond that, they've they've realized they can make a killing by getting those 3D Blu-rays that are region-free, mostly from India, getting a, a big chunk of them for every new release, and then selling them. Um, the cool thing is, I've I've gotten a ton of movies, well, not a ton, but a, a good number of movies from them where I've gotten the 4K, 3D, Blu-ray, and maybe even DVD is in there. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, All in one package. So I don't even have to do anything beyond that. Um, If I want the digital copy, that becomes a whole other thing where I, you know, wait and look for it on sale or something through iTunes. But uh, otherwise, they've been pretty good. I actually have pre-orders in right now for tomb raider and ready player one um i know and tomb raider is probably garbage but it's 3d so i'm gonna buy it <laughs> and ready player one they're gonna be collector's items eventually when 3d goes bye-bye well and th- see i do it because i have a 3d tv and i will right. buy a lot of garbage 3d movies just because they're 3d so and right yeah for sure right now i have 187 uh, 3D movies. Um, See, you hear that, Angela? I do not have a problem getting stuff. <laughs> um, some are garbage, but pretty much, well, yeah, pretty much every single Marvel movie. Um, there's one or two that were not in 3D, but the rest, I've got all of them. I even have Justice League, that piece of trash garbage shit that justice league is fuck that movie airplane airplane headrest movie oh my gosh it's it's fucking awful from the fucking visuals to the plot yes yes everything (laughs) it really is it really is and i bought it because i have wonder woman and i have man of steel and i have you know i have those movies and it's all part of the same universe and it's all one Sort of semi cohesive story. When he's older, make him watch this. I'm gonna say the kid needs a frisbee. I'm not gonna make him watch any of that. But like, my wife wanted to see it. She's like, "Well, I just want to see it." I'm like, "It's really bad." But you know, I'm trying to get her to watch Batman v Superman first because I'm like, "You're gonna be completely lost if you don't see this." (laughs) Like that will help. Well, but I mean, let me make you more mad, <laughs> but understanding, just understanding what the fuck's going on with Superman. She's going to be right. like, wait, what? Wait, 
What? Yeah, and coming from the perspective of I haven't seen that movie when I saw Justice League on the flight, uh-huh. I can contest that she needs to watch yeah, that. Yeah, she does. So, I mean, she only got to watch like a half hour of it before it started to get a little intense and Mason was hanging around. I'm like, Mason, you can't see this. It's it's too much. You're going to have nightmares. Because um, you're pushing him out of the room. He's like, well, look at this trash. And you're like, no, no, no. You're going to get hostile and angry, Mason. Stop. <laughs> um. So yeah, I, that's where I pretty much get all of them at this point. I, I look when something is coming, like right now, Ready Player One is listed on Amazon for 3D. How much is it? Whether that's actually going to last or not, uh, it is listed for like 45 or somewhere around there, I think. Good Lord. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like when Amazon, but but it's it doesn't even exist yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Um, like there is no, yeah, it's at 4495, which is what they like assume the place, placeholder date and, and place. Price. No, there isn't even a date. That's the thing. Okay. It's a placeholder yeah. price because the 4k is listed at 4499 and it's not going to sell at 4499 when it comes out. Right. Um, so, but they've done this before where one of the other movies they had, I can't remember which one it was, they had it listed for 3D and people pre-ordered it and then suddenly it disappeared from Amazon's site and it just suddenly wasn't available. And I guess the pre-orders were canceled. Um, so you have to watch out for shit like that. That's why I just go directly here. Um I did order Justice League from this eBay store and then I saw that it was coming to Best Buy uh cheaper <laughs> and then I'd have a a digital copy and everything and I was like fuck so I just I messaged them and said can I cancel that one cuz my wife is getting it for me or whatever and they just refunded my money immediately so they're really cool about that um they are they are not inexpensive. I will say that they're 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 not cheap. So it's one of those things where you really have to decide, you know, what movies you want. Um, but they really are getting much much harder to find. That's kind of the problem. So that's that's my source for now, for better or worse. All right. Um, this lined up pretty well. Um, I think you could, you're probably the best one to answer this, Mike. It's almost if like someone organized them in a certain order. <laughs> um, okay. So this comes from Mike, uh, Chipulia, Chipalia. Um, can I use PSVR with one eye? I am blind in the other one. Okay. So I, um, am partially blind in my right eye. Uh, I can still see out of it, but it lacks detail and depth. And I've been able to use PSVR, uh, but I have to be very careful with what games I pick out for it. When I, like when I go to E3, I don't own a PSVR, but I've demoed. Uh, I've been on enough demo units and tried a bunch of different games. The only games that I struggle with are games that have a lot of UI. Uh, that um, like if it's fully immersive, I have no issue with it. But when there's like UI or HUD stuff, then it can get a little tricky because if that stuff is all on the right side or partially on the right side, depending on how the game handles their UI, it might mean I need to like move my entire body to my right side so my left eye 
can look at that HUD stuff. So uh, games that don't really have a HUD or UI, I've had no problems playing on a PSVR. You still get like the, um, obviously you won't get like the full depth because, you know, you need two eyes to to get the full depth. But I still get the feeling of immersion uh, playing with, you know, only partial vision in one eye. It's just, uh, if you're going to do it, just be very careful with the games you purchase uh, because anything with a HUD or a UI you will struggle with. Um, and depending on how they do it, you might need to alter how you move around just to deal with it. So my suggestion would be if you do get a PSVR, make sure you look at a video of the game you're going to pick up just so you can know what you're working with. Uh, but you should be able to play uh, a good majority of the games uh, without too much of an issue. Okay. Um, so the next question from Robert Cartwright. What are your thoughts on some rumors touting um, that the PS5 will follow the Switch format and Sony will be releasing a new Vita that is based on streaming? Um, I think that's not even close to what they're going to do. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. <laughs> I don't know where I haven't, I haven't seen those rumors. Um, we have some guys that are on our staff that, you know, post some stuff on our channel and come across some things. And I follow a lot of people on Twitter and I have not come across that at all. Um, I think that especially with like the PS4 pro and the direction they went with that is that handheld devices are on are not <laughs> nearly handheld devices or a hybrid device is not nearly even in their wheelhouse of focus right now. Well, it's not powerful enough. Yeah. Right. That you cannot that right now the switch as powerful as it is, it's not anywhere near as powerful as the PS4 and the PS4 pro especially. And they're looking to up from there. They're not looking to right. downgrade. And that's kind of right. part of the problem. Now, hearing that, though, the idea of almost like a dumb branded tablet or a dumb branded screen that can utilize PlayStation Now is an interesting mm-hmm. idea. Uh, whether I don't think they do that though, because they, they did the PSP, they did the Vita and it just didn't work for them. And from everything we've heard and we haven't heard anything to the contrary, and we've heard this from high level people at Sony, they're out of the handheld market and they're not looking back now the switch may have changed things in their mind, but I don't see them doing it just in terms I, of power. I think we would have already seen some rumblings of that, of the Sony hiring people that have portability, you know, like I'm not, I'm not saying that those people that worked on the Vita and stuff like that are gone, but in terms of like, if they're trying to do something like the switch, like a hybrid style, like you would see jobs listings that would be hinting at that. Cause we knew about what the switch was trying to do. Like, way before it yeah. ever even was Patents revealed. leaked and all that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then, like, the, like, you were talking about the the power, like, they're building, the architecture currently is, like, the PS5, there's a good chance it, it'll be backwards compatible with the PS4 based on the architecture they're building with. And yeah. they would have to drop all of that because they would have to take a downgrade in power to do a Switch-style console. 
Yeah. So to then tell people that they're wiping the slate clean again would <laughs> yeah. most likely just be way too much. You, you, yeah. you can't play your PS4 game, but you can play this really downgraded PS5 game in your hand. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> Here's 2K16. Oh, wait, did I say 16? I meant 2020. <laughs> or 2K20, sorry. Yeah. Uh, All right. Uh, Josh, you want to take the next one? Uh, is it okay to feel mad on the latest our Red Dead Redemption 2 trailer. Uh, I guess so. I didn't watch it. <laughs> I came twice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm buying the game. I don't need to see the trailer. I'm I'm not chomping at the bit to see every last bit of information. It's Rockstar. I know it's going to be amazing, and I'm, I'm going to get it anyway. So yeah, I'm fine not seeing the trailer. But that's me. <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a Red Dead guy. I didn't play Red Dead Redemption One, so I, I, well, I'm ex- Red Dead Revolver, man. That's where you got to start on the PS2. Revol- actually, that is a PS4 PS2 classic on the PS4. I think with trophies. Yeah, yeah. I believe um, all of those will have trophies. Because I I was playing that within the past couple months on the PS4. So what you're telling me is I have the ability to play the very first Red Dead game on the PS4, yes. but not the second one, but then the, or not the but then the third one I can't. But if you subscribe Correct. to PlayStation PS now, now, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you can play it the the PS3 um Red mm-hmm. Dead Redemption. Yes. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Red Dead Redemption, I never got through the story because I'm too easily sidetracked. Uh, so good. And, yeah. So good. It's. I mean, it's a rock star open world game. I'm way too easily sidetracked, and it's a big western, and you're just out, and I'm like, ooh, hey, flowers. Uh, you can pick the flowers and and use them for things, and yeah, I'd be getting off my horse left and right. Stink. <laughs> then I cannot. I cannot wait for you to get about another hour into God of War. <laughs> oh, when those paths start popping up, and then you, you you hear the bird in the distance that you know one of the collectible birds you have to kill. You'll you'll never survive, Josh. No, hey, I. <laughs> I got through Last of Us. Uh, yeah, okay. I mean, I'm not saying anything else, but not even close. Yeah, no. the amount of collectibles is ridiculous and got to work compared <laughs> to The Last of Us. Just, just warning you. But in terms of, well, see, this is going to be different because it's not for a review. When I have to review something, I can ignore all that and just go straight through the story. This is not for a review, so I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Um, but yes, we we do we do want to do a spoiler cast this year, Josh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so Red Dead, yeah, Red Dead yeah. is Red Dead. Um, All right, you want to take the next one, Mike? Sure. Uh, this one's pretty quick. Uh, Red Dead Two. Uh, Grey Ghost Thirteen asks uh, Red Dead Two clan, same people that are in the Destiny clan. Uh, most likely, uh, our community tends to jump game to game. Uh, swap me out for Michael as the leader. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we all have to knife a bear for. Uh, to be uh, into the the group, into the clan. Uh, if you can't knife a bear, you can't be in the clan. I'm just saying it now. <laughs> or uh, throw some dynamite into a crowd of people while we're all standing around trying to figure out where to go. Well, that's once you're in, that's how we celebrate <laughs> you joining. <laughs> oh, man. We'll cross that clan bridge when we get there. So if we have to make something, we'll make something. So... Um, Anthony Allen writes uh, favorite couch co-op with a gamer wife I try to seek 
out things that we can play together. I recently grabbed Next Machina, and while it's a great game, I find it I find it much too frantic to be a great great as a co-op experience. Um, couch co-op games are kind of going <laughs> very slim. Um, oh God, no! Actually, well, I mean for. I don't know ones that I see. Oh, okay, I, guess. Okay, I mean, for me, it's like like uh, periodically it'll be like Towerfall with my son. That's really about it. Um, <laughs> Minecraft. <laughs> okay, so Lego Worlds. <laughs> I, I have a fair amount of games because I do play a lot of like couch co-op, couch competitive games. Um, for competitive, did I just hear you like grab some notes? Um, yeah, I actually wrote five games down. <laughs> <laughs> on a receipt paper because I don't actually have like actual paper in my apartment because it's fucking 2018. Uh, I don't have notebook paper or anything. Do you guys have notebook or printer paper? Does anyone do that? I, I just write everything. I have a receipts. I have a leather bound notebook sitting I, in front of me. I write everything yeah. on my iPad. <laughs> yep, everything <laughs> or my is phone. written on Jewel Osco receipts. Okay. Um, so for competitive games, uh, local competitive games, Nidhog Two. If you and your wife want to get into yes. like some angry, angry fights, <laughs> um, and the, divorce simulator, yeah. that's a fun freaking game, though. Uh, it's one of those games where like a match can last like forever, yeah. and you'll have so much fun playing that. Um, Do you, another was that sidetrack do you remember when we were watching it on that rooftop at e3 and uh, yeah, and that yeah, one yeah. they went back and forth for a back while. and the person was like right near the end and the person jumped up and killed him and then started running the other <laughs> oh my god yeah. so much fun to watch it's such a good game yeah um another uh, competitive one is screen sheet which i really mm. really liked if you like golden eye it's not as good as a golden eye uh but it's every player is invisible uh, so you actually have to look at the other person's screen. Yeah. Uh, and I believe it does like eight players locally, or I think the PS4 is actually limited to like six people locally. Um, but you can do six people and they'll just divide up the screen. Uh, and it's, it's fun. It's a good, like you, you end up getting to a, it's also like, actually my competitive games might get you divorced. So <laughs> scratch those, <laughs> um, for actual, uh, co-op games uh earth defense force fantastic the sequel yeah. or not sequel uh, i get yeah it's sequel they're doing another earth defense force that should be out this year uh but earth defense force 4 is on a ps4 totally worth trying it's janky and it's kind of broken but it's still fun um <laughs> that, that that can be said of pretty much every earth defense force i know game. yeah uh, that should just be on the box <laughs> as a feature yep. broken as shit but fun yeah um Risk of Rain is a really fun roguelike, um, side-scrolling roguelike, uh, procedurally generated levels, really fun, a lot of unlockable characters with different powers, and then probably my favorite, which would be a favorite of one of our writers, Chaz, Overcooked. Overcooked mm. is one of the best co- couch co-op games on the PS4. It's so much fun. Like I, I used to like as a kid, like Diner Dash game, mm-hmm. um, and uh, Overcooked is just next level uh, Diner Dash. Uh, it, it's I can't recommend that game enough. It was one of those games that surprised me how much I enjoyed it, uh, and then just playing couch co op is oh, it's so good. Nice. And that's my list. I can now throw away this receipt. <laughs> 
All right. Josh, you want to take the Joshua Francis right. one? Joshua Francis asks, what were your favorite arcade machines in your formative years? <laughs> what's an arcade what's an arcade machine? Yeah. I was thinking about that. I was like, did either of you two like did I arcades did. Every exist? Saturday. Every okay. Saturday. Okay. Um so all right, off the top of my the easy ones, of course, Pac-Man, Ms. Pac-Man. Um Spy Hunter was a huge Ooh. one. Uh, Stargate, which was Defender Two, depending on where you played it or you know what machine it was in, uh, was I, I love that so much better than Defender. It had so much more going on. Um, one of my favorites that I mention every now and then that was hard to find. I only saw it in a couple places in my life. Was Bagman. Uh, mm-hmm. just I love the style of it and I love the play of it it's fucking hard um, Moon Patrol Xevious Xevious was one of my favorites in a big way Rolling Thunder was another one of those that was hard to find for the most part around me but I love the shit out of that game uh, the Star Wars arcade game of course but even more obscure, I only saw this once in one arcade in Ocean City, New Jersey, and never again, uh, the Return of the Jedi arcade game, which is full-color graphics, um, isometric, top-down, kind of Xevious-like, or Xevious Zaxxon-like, you know, three-quarter, top-down look of the game, and it was just freaking awesome. It it was really, really cool. Look up videos of it, the Return of the Jedi arcade game. It's I really would love to see that machine again somewhere. It's so much fun. And on that same note, kind of, the Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom arcade game was amazing as well because it was just crazy with the all the different parts of the movie that were in that game. Um that's all I can think of, really, kind of briefly. I could go on forever about arcade games, though, but I won't. Um, so, yeah, when I was a, I have a brother that's uh, 10 years older than me. I think he's still younger than Josh. <laughs> Probably. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um, and we had an arcade that, was on, um, that he would take me to periodically um, turn into a Starbucks now. Uh, mm. <laughs> But um, the ones that I remember were basic. So I kind of had to like when he was like seventeen, I was like seven, so I kind of had to hang out like near him. So I had so the ones that I played a lot were like the Turtles in Time cabinet, um, the X Men cabinet, um, NBA Jam, Street Fighter, uh, ones that I could play with him. And then the one that I had like the most memories of is um, I think I remember it really well in my head, but I don't know if I can remember what it was called. It was it like Off Road or Road Rally, where like you were you had the physical steering wheel and you had to like oversteer, and the whole track was on the screen, and it was a top down one. You controlled like a like a it was all on dirt tracks, and it had the red, white, and blue um, like rails, or I'm sorry, the red and white rails, and sometimes you'd go under and sometimes you'd go over, but it was just a dirt racer. So. Mm. Uh, for me. Um NBA uh, Showtime. Uh, I would always see that more than I would see NBA Jam cabinets. Um, my Chuck E. Cheese just had Showtime. <laughs> Which, oh, oh, speaking of Chuck E. Cheese, Chuck E. Cheese, oh, God. it delivers now. 
I had Chuck E. Cheese pizza delivered to my house. Are you serious? Yeah, Holy I was shit. so fucking excited. And when you order, they ask you if you want a uh, goodie bag or a stuffed animal. Of course, I got the goodie bag and got, I got a fucking sick yo, uh, fucking slinky, a fucking <laughs> tennis ball, a coloring book. Did you get any tokens? Uh, there was a, uh, a card for 10 free tokens. Uh, now Jeez. I just need to like I don't know kidnap a child yeah, so I child, can be allowed yeah. into a Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> um, but yeah, Chuck E. Cheese delivers, hey, guys. Hey, just shave, you'll be fine. <laughs> you say that they're very strict. Those bouncers at Chuck E. Cheese, man. Um, so uh, I would go to this arcade that would charge uh, ten dollars. If you'd show up at like nine in the morning, they would charge ten dollars, and it would be a uh, free play till like two in the afternoon. Uh, so I would go there a lot. Um, Area 51, all the House of the Dead games. I would spend mm. hours and like hours and hours on the X-Men arcade game, especially when I would go to the arcade yeah. and we would have all six people playing. Yeah. Um, uh, tur- you have a lot of arcades around you, though. Yeah, yeah. That was the good thing. Most of them turned into like abandoned buildings or probably Starbucks as well. Um, uh, Blitz. A lot of time on Blitz. Um, trying to think of, uh, what else? Um, Tekken. Played a lot of Tekken. Uh, Tekken was probably, like, the only fighting game that I would actually play. Uh, because I'd get my ass kicked on all the other ones. That's not fun. Uh, <laughs> but that's pretty much it. I would probably say I, I, X-Men. Uh, spent most time. Oh, uh, Cruisin' World. And Cruisin' USA. Mm, yeah. Uh, a lot of time. My, uh... My laundry. Those had a lot of movie theaters. Yeah, yeah movie theaters for me. The, so. the laundromat I would go to with my mom. I would just sit up there cruising, <laughs> spend like all the quarters that we needed for laundry, <laughs> <laughs> playing cruising USA. Uh, yeah, so those are pretty much uh, the ones that I can remember that I spent the most time on. And I think this next right. question's for Dave. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Eric Hoffer, why does WWE keep? shoving roman down our throats oh i'll take that one go for it you see no i just want to see how you like i want to see how close you get because roman oh do i get to fade him out too (laughs) you don't understand there's there's this whole thing going on with vince mcmahon and stephanie and and roman like roman and stephanie used to date but they didn't talk about that um, that wasn't really part of the storylines or anything like that. This was like a real life thing. And, you know, Stephanie has been like pushing on Vince. Like I'm shaking I, right now. I, <laughs> <laughs> she's been saying, but, you know, I love him. And I, I it'd be really, it'd be really messed up if he's like dead. I know. Not even fucking right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole family thing. She's like. I love him and and I I, baby daddy. I need you to get him on the, I need you to get him more exposure you know so so that's why he's on so much that's that's why this asshole is being shoved down our throats right okay the reason Roman is being shoved down everyone's throats is because he's he's the rock's cousin he's uh-huh. Vince McMahon's golden boy Vince McMahon loves him just because he looks like the type of person Vince McMahon would love he's a big bulky dude um children and women love him he's a good wrestler actually they just have a horrible character for him they want him to be the good guy but he looks like a bad guy and Hmm. they're trying so hard to make him the good guy and they're gonna keep doing it until we accept him so (laughs) it's just this how it goes this isn't like 
this is until Vince McMahon is done. When the XFL comes around, then we will have to not deal with Roman. But I don't know. People give Roman Reigns a bad rap, but he's a, he's a good wrestler. They just are not using him as a correct character. Uh, so so that's my uh, kind of Roman Reigns defense. Interesting. Yeah, and I kept it short. That's like a minute. That was impressive. I think I went on longer than you. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as you sent Vince McMahon wants this, I was just like, oh shit, he somehow knows. <laughs> well, come on. Right. That, that, how is anybody going to get anywhere in that unless Vince McMahon is in love with you? I mean. It's true. Vince McMahon loves bi- uh, like big sweaty men. Just, yeah. just, oh my He gosh. just always has. Yep. Yep. <sighs> All right. Anybody? All right. So next week sounds like we'll have a couple reviews. I should have um, some more. I should get um, some time with Super Mega Baseball Two, so I'll be able to talk about that. Since I should have some time to play that, Um, strap into. By the way, it's going to be a lot of Destiny. So if you don't like Destiny, I'm sorry, but next week's going to be a lot of Destiny. Shit, I can't be Um, on next week. I think there's. I've got a thing. It's more time for me to talk about Destiny. For every minute of Destiny, you get Uh two minutes of Minecraft. (laughs) Oh. No, I thought you were going to say wrestling. No, no, I get, just to be nice, I get 30 seconds of wrestling. Okay. Sounds fair. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so like Warmind comes out next week for me, and so that's a, that's a big deal for, you know, I've been, um, ready for some new content so to play and to mess around with, um, and I'll play some more MLB The Show and, um, Super Mega Baseball 2. Um, but Josh has a couple rev- one or two reviews. Mulaka, right? Is it Mulaka? Yeah. And uh, the, probably the AO tennis game by then, maybe? Should, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then what you got on your uh, plate there, MJC? I don't think. Oh, I'm going to be reviewing uh, some uh, prospect uh, glasses. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Going to review those. Been using those for a couple trying weeks. To, trying to make uh, Michael look a little more sophisticated when we send them out in public now. So. I'm the classiest, prettiest one in a group. Don't lie. <laughs> okay. All right. So, pretty. so everyone have a awesome week. Thank you again for listening. Appreciate it. Bye bye. I'm the heartbreak kid of PS Nation. Before he lost his smile. Find me that music. That's your assignment now. <laughs> okay. Bye bye. I know I'm sexy. I've got the looks. The tribes are going wild, I've got the move, that really move them, I said chill.